Our first reading for this evening is from the 16th chapter of Leviticus. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. And the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron your brother not to come at any time into the holy place inside the veil, before the mercy seat that is on the ark, so that he may not die. For I will appear in the cloud over the mercy seat. But in this way Aaron shall come into the holy place, with a bull from the herd for a sin offering, and a ram for a burnt offering. He shall put on the holy linen coat, and shall have the linen undergarment on his body. And he shall tie the linen sash around his waist, and wear the linen turban. These are the holy garments. He shall bathe his body in water and then put them on. And he shall take from the congregation of the people of Israel two male goats for a sin offering and one ram for a burnt offering. Aaron shall offer the bull as a sin offering for himself and shall make atonement for himself and for his house. Then he shall take the two goats and set them before the Lord at the entrance of the tent of meeting. And Aaron shall cast lots over two goats, one lot for the Lord and the other lot for Azazel. And Aaron shall present the goat on which the lot fell for the Lord and use it as a sin offering. But the goat on which the lot fell for Azazel shall be presented alive before the Lord to make atonement over it, that it may be sent away into the wilderness to Azazel. Aaron shall present the bull as a sin offering for himself. And shall make atonement for himself and for his house. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself. And he shall take a censer full of coals of fire from the altar before the Lord. And two handfuls of sweet incense beaten small. And he shall bring it inside the veil and put the incense on the fire before the Lord. That the cloud of the incense may cover the mercy seat that is over the testimony so that he does not die. And he shall take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat on the east side. And in front of the mercy seat, he shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. Then he shall kill the goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring its blood inside the veil and do with its blood as he did with the blood of the bull, sprinkling it over the mercy seat And in front of the mercy seat, thus he shall make atonement for the holy place because of the uncleannesses of the people of Israel and because of their transgressions, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent of meeting, which dwells with them in the midst of their uncleannesses. No one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters to make atonement in the holy place until he comes out and has made atonement for himself and for his house, and for all the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out to the altar that is before the Lord, and make atonement for it, and shall take some of the blood of the bull, and some of the blood of the goat, and put it on the horns of the altar all around. He shall sprinkle some of the blood on it with his finger seven times, and cleanse it, and consecrate it from the uncleannesses of the people of Israel." And when he has made an end of atoning for the holy place and the tent of meeting and the altar, he shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay both his hands on the head of the live goat 
confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their transgressions, all their sins. He shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of man who is in readiness. The goat shall bear all their iniquities on itself to a remote area, and he shall let the goat go free in the wilderness. Then Aaron shall come into the tent of meeting and shall take off the linen garments that he put on when he went into the holy place and shall leave them there. And he shall bathe his body in water in a holy place, put on his garments and come out and offer his burnt offering and the burnt offering of the people and make atonement for himself and for the people. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is from the 10th chapter of Luke. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others and sent them on ahead of him, two by two, into every town and place where he himself was about to go. And he said to them, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I am sending you out as lambs in the midst of wolves. Carry no money bag, no knapsack, no sandals. Greet no one on the road. Whatever house you enter, first say, Peace be to this house. If a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon him. But if not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking what they provide, for the laborer deserves his wages. Do not go from house to house. Whenever you enter a town and they receive you, eat what is set before you. Heal the sick in it and say to them, The kingdom of God has come near to you. Whenever you enter a town and they do not receive you, go into its streets and say, Even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off against you. Nevertheless, know this, that the kingdom of God has come near. I tell you, it will be more bearable on that day for Sodom than for that town. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago, sitting in sackcloth and ashes. But it will be more bearable in the judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You shall be brought down to Hades. The one who hears you hears me. The one who rejects you rejects me. The one who rejects me rejects him who sent me. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. In that same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit and said, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have hidden these things from the wise and understanding And revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows who the Son is except the Father, or who the Father is except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son 
chooses to reveal him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue our recitation of the small catechism with the sacrament of holy baptism. What is baptism? Baptism is not just plain water, but it is the water included in God's command and combined with God's word, which is that word of God. Christ our Lord says in the last chapter of Matthew, Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In tonight's Old Testament reading, well, we we basically came across uh, an event that we missed, and it's like showing up at a funeral and not realizing that anyone had died. That's basically what's happening in our Old Testament reading. It started off this way. The Lord spoke to Moses after the death of the two sons of Aaron, when they drew near before the Lord and died. That's how our Old Testament reading started. The two sons of Aaron went into the tent of meeting where God was dwelling. We spoke about this a few weeks ago at the Ark of the Covenant, that God promised to physically rest on top of that ark, in the same way that we say that God is physically present in the baptism and in the Lord's Supper. God was uniquely physically present on top of that ark of the covenant. That's where he said he would literally sit and meet Moses and be with God's people. Problem is, Aaron's two sons just kind of ran on in there as if it was just any other place not recognizing that God was sitting there. And God will not allow any any sinner to come before him. He won't allow it. He won't allow sin to be in his presence. It cannot stand. And unfortunately, Aaron's two sons died. That's why throughout this reading that we had for tonight, it's all about God giving directions to Aaron to come in so that he won't die. And there's only one thing that's going to allow Aaron to come before God, to stand in the presence of God and not be killed. And that one thing is blood. Blood from a sacrifice. This is what God said. He shall kill the bull as a sin offering for himself. Take some of the blood of the bull and sprinkle it with his finger on the front of the mercy seat. On the east side and in front of the mercy seat, you shall sprinkle some of the blood with his finger seven times. That blood was an offering, a recognition that it will take quite a bit to mend this broken relationship between God the Father and sinful man. You can't just go prancing in and say, hi, here I am. We lost that right whenever Adam and Eve sinned. As soon as they fell into sin, remember, they were banished from the garden. There's only one way that they can come back together. Only one way that we can stand before God. 
And it means that there has to be a sacrifice. And that sacrifice has to be done in blood. Because sin is that serious. Death is that serious. Well, we know how this ultimately ends up. All of this that happened tonight in the Old Testament reading was a, a figure of what was to come. It was a glimpse of what was to come. A shadow of what was going to be fulfilled in the sacrifice of Christ. Where there's not a bull or a ram or a goat that sacrificed. It's blood's not good enough. To bring us before God for all eternity, it took God's own son. It took God himself to offer that perfect and pure sacrifice for all of us. Which he did on Good Friday, poured out for all of us on the cross. Tonight we're starting our recitation in the Catechism of Baptism, and I'm glad we are. There's lots of different ways that the scriptures describe baptism to us. They speak of us as being clothed in Christ. Uh, They speak of us as a new creation. They speak of baptism as a new birth. But another image the scriptures give of baptism involves blood and the pouring of it over you. That's what baptism is. It's Christ's sacrifice being given to you. When we have the Lord's Supper, we have Christ's body and blood, his sacrifice that we eat, as he told us to do. But in baptism, you have his sacrifice poured over you, completely covering you. So that now, on the day of judgment, when we go to heaven, And see God face to face. We will not end up like Aaron's two sons. Who were killed. Because now when God the Father sees you. God the Father sees his son. Sees his son's sacrifice for you. Sees his son's blood. Shed for you. And poured over you. All because of baptism. And that's why we, we do not have to fear death. Anymore because of Christ. We can actually rejoice to that day whenever it does come. When we will see Christ face to face. And see God the Father for the first time. Not in fear, not afraid, not in dread. Not all because of Christ. You're accepted. Not because of anything you've done or did not do. We are accepted that day purely because of the work of Christ. Purely because he shed his blood. And he did that all for you. Amen. Now may the peace of our God, which surpasses our understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.